Well, this hour starts right now. The show started an hour ago. Welcome back into it. Uh, Gwen and Chris, Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Scraby and I together in the Odyssey Palace Studios here in San Diego. Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, broadcasted Padre baseball today, working his way back to Peoria after the Padres beat the Cleveland Guardians today 6-4. to four. So uh, Tony should be joining us here in the next little while, and uh, we'll look forward to that. As far as the Padres are concerned, Fernando Tatis Jr. has everybody concerned. He went 0 for 3 today, now 0 for 16 on the spring. But uh, Jose Azokar picked him up 3 for 4 with a two run homer today. David Dahl had two hits and an RBI. And uh, the Padres got some good pitching from Michael Walker, three innings of work. He allowed two runs, but both were unearned as a result of his own error. Josh Hader, Robert Suarez also threw today and uh, had scoreless outings. So. Uh, Padres back to the 500 mark now in Cactus League play, Scraby, at 7-7, seven and seven, but uh, still doesn't look like there's going to be any catching the runaway Kansas City Royals in the Cactus League race. It's okay. Sorry about it. It's not yesterday. okay. I gave it up yesterday. not okay. It means the world to you. Uh, San Diego <laughs> State Aztecs survive a scare in the quarterfinals of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Earlier today, they hung on to beat Colorado State. 64-61 was the final. The Aztecs never led by more than five points uh, throughout a uh, tense and tight second half. Uh, finally, Lamont Butler made a couple of key plays down the stretch, finished with 16. Matt Bradley, 13. Jaden Ledee had 10 and 8 rebounds. Uh, the Aztecs survived a couple of late chances for Colorado State's Isaiah Stevens, one to tie the game with a little over a second to play. His jumper rimmed out. And then after Mensa made one free throw down at the other end of the floor uh, with .7 seconds remaining to give the Aztecs a three-point lead, they inbounded to Stevens. He threw it up from three-quarter court, and it bounced off the rim. It was that close it to uh, tying it up. But uh, the Aztecs uh, do survive. They'll play either Nevada or San Jose State in the semifinals tomorrow. Right now, that game is midway through the first half. The fifth seed, San Jose State, leads 14-11. to Some other college basketball scores today. Top seeds had trouble pretty much everywhere you look. In the Pac-12, the UCLA Bruins top seed taking on Colorado. This was a very close game throughout. Finally, UCLA pulled away at the end to beat Colorado 80-69. to Top seed in the ACC, Miami of Florida. They were taken to the wire by a Scraby's old school, Wake Forest. Can't believe Wake Forest let me down. 74-72 was the final there. And in the Big East, the top seed, Marquette. They were taken to overtime by St. John's before prevailing. 72 to 70. So, uh, Kansas, the top seed in the uh, Big 12, did have an easy time of it against West Virginia. 78 to 61. But Bill Self wasn't coaching, right? Yeah, Bill Self did not, excuse me, coach in that game. He was out with illness, according to the uh, reports. So, I hope that uh, Bill Self is feeling better. You know, I interviewed him on the uh, program many years ago. Nice guy? Yeah, very good guy. I think he was coaching Tulsa way back when before he hit the big time. But a really good guy. And I got to believe that most big time college coaches like that are good guys. I mean, they either that or they got to be able to fake that they're a good guy. I mean, because you've got to get these recruits to come to your school. I think I'm not blaming anyone, but I think that there's a lot of bad apples. 
bad apples at the yeah. top. I mean, I'm not talking the top. I'm not talking like Mark Adams at Texas Tech, who resigned his job today. Yeah, after, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, apparently uh, using a Bible verse that uh, that included slavery. Yes, in, in front of his players, he was also. I saw a report last night that he apparently earlier this year spit on a player. Come oh, on, my. what does it matter with See, these guys? That, he should have been fired right then. What does it matter with these That's guys? Disgusting. They lose their minds. I mean, it's it's still no matter how important it seems to be. Still, just a college basketball game. How do you? I, I, how do you do stuff like? I that? I don't understand how you get to the point in your head where it, it feels okay to spit on someone. Yeah, I don't, especially get it. one of your players. Again, like, that was a report. I mean, okay, it wasn't right. necessarily video of it. <laughs> but anyway, the Zapruder film. He's out. Yeah, he's out of Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, I, I think I do. I think the top guys are pretty good. Now, I think once you get into their program, they're pretty godlike, and they probably rule with an iron fist. But I mean, you know, Mike Shashevsky, Dean Smith, you know, Bill Self. I, I don't know. They've got to go into the home. They've got to still convince parents and kids to come to their schools. I just got an alert from about Bill Self saying two things. He there's being there's reports on social media that he had had a heart attack. The Ooh. school said he did not have a heart attack. Okay. So don't believe those reports, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, the other one was that he's not going to be coaching the rest of the Big Twelve tournament. Okay. So uh, with an undisclosed of, illness, yeah. Well, let's hope that it wasn't a heart attack. I mean, that would be scary. That would be scary. That'd be scary indeed. Uh, Bill Self uh, not with Kansas uh, for the remainder of the week. All right. Now we made some bets last night or yesterday on last night's action. Some of today's action. I know one of them was Colorado State against the Aztecs, and I really, really thought Colorado State plus the points was a good bet, but I didn't have the guts to pick against my Aztecs, so it cost me. Let's see what else we did in the Daily Gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. And everybody, please gamble responsibly. Tony did not gamble responsibly last night because he p- took San Diego State. He didn't just take San Diego State, though, Chris, because our bet was San Diego State being favored in the game by eight and a half points. The actual score, 64-61 Aztecs win, so they don't cover. But Tony proudly said, I'm going to take the Aztecs, and I'm going to take the Aztecs by 10. Yeah, he brazenly predicted he they did. would win brazenly by double figures. is a great word for that. They were never up by more than five. No, no. So they never came close to winning by 10. So, but yeah. uh, all three of us uh, took a bath on that one. Yeah, Oregon State and Arizona State last night. Arizona State, 11-point favorites in the game. I was the only one who went Oregon State here, and ASU did win, but they only won by six points, sixty-three fifty-seven. Ah, so it was good to be the contrarian. The contrarian, yeah. Oregon State hadn't lost by more than uh, eleven points 
when they played Arizona State this year, so I thought maybe this is a good one. Yeah, your boy Tim Shelton uh, did you right by keeping the game close. Though. Yes, he did. Uh, mm-hmm. Now this one, you guys completely <laughs> went against my my advice, which was yes, never bet did. on Georgetown in the 2023 Ever again. season. Ever again. Because Georgetown hosed me against Creighton a couple weeks ago. I mean, they, they lost by like 40 when I was on the Georgetown side. Villanova, 11-point favorites in this game last night. Villanova won eighty to forty-eight, yeah. so not even close. Yeah, they're they're really calling for Patrick Ewing to step down there at Georgetown. I mean, two absolutely awful seasons in a row for Georgetown basketball. One of the great proud tradition programs of all time. They go seven and twenty-five this year, and uh, they only won a couple of games in conference play last year. They didn't win a single game in conference play. So uh, Patrick Ewing. One of the great players of all time, not getting it done you know, as the head coach at Georgetown. We were just talking about coaches having to go into living rooms and convince parents and talk to kids. I, I think that Patrick Ewing would be one of those guys. He walks into the room, and you, if you're if you're a basketball fan, I mean, that Absolutely. would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and that only takes you so far. It does, yeah. You've got to get talented kids. You've got to put together a quality team. Uh, Georgetown had a 29-game big losing streak this sh- that ended this year. It's been a nightmare for Patrick Ewing. And, and, and losing by 40 in the conference tournament, we talk about it. These teams are playing to save their season. You yeah. shouldn't be losing by 40 in no. those situations. No. All right, over to today's bets. We got it just a few with the conference tournament games, but let's update you on the players' odds right now, the Players' Championship in the PGA Tour. Colin Morikawa. Why do you say that with arrogance? Because golf is an arrogant sport, elitist, as I I call it many times. Yes, it is arrogant and elitist, and that's why you're pronouncing it like that. I just think it's fun to go the You think you're better than the rest of us. You think you're better than the rest of us because you can just say, let's check on the players as if that should automatically in our minds mean golf. Well, it does. The players doesn't mean golf to everybody. The Players' Championship. Yeah, whatever. Colin Morikawa leads the way, plus 350. Scotty Scheffler, plus 500. These aren't necessarily the These uh, are current order, odds. Yeah. These are current odds, not the order After of After the finish. first round. Scheffler's at minus four. Morikawa's at minus seven. Ramey still leads the way. Chad Ramey, eight under. What are his odds? His odds are actually plus 3,300. He is the yeah, 11th don't expect player. him to hang on. Xander Shoffley, plus 5,000. Uh, Justin Thomas plus five. I'm kind of convinced that Xander Shoffley's just never going to win one of these big ones. This is what happens with golf. They they will start strong. They will win some tournaments. They will put themselves as one of the best players in the world, and then it catches up with them, and they got to struggle for a little bit. I I bet you he's still. You think Shoffley will yes, eventually break through? He's good through? enough. He's good. Enough. I know he's good enough, and he's always in the hunt. He is. That's why yeah, I, I mean, think I, he will you break know, through. I'm always going to support him as a San Diego State guy, but I'd like to see him break through in one of these majors. Uh, of course, this isn't a major, so. It's the fifth major. You know what you're doing <laughs> when you talk about it like that. You know what you're the can of worms you're opening. All right. Well, let me bet on Scotty Scheffler. What Plus is his odds? Yeah. All right. I mean, five to one or fifty to one? No. 
plus five hundred. So yeah, I bet a hundred. I went yeah, five, yeah, five to one. Five to one. Scotty Scheffler is always a good bet because when it comes to Sunday afternoon, you know he's going to be in contention. The Scotty Scheffler give you a run for your money. The Scotty Scheffler episode of Full Swing on Netflix was kind of interesting too. He wasn't really like fully featured because he wasn't as big of a player when they started filming this, but then they caught him winning everything. Uh, it was a, he was an interesting dude. I did see that episode. Uh, what do you good. think? Yeah, very, very good. good. Yeah. yeah, I like Scotty Scheffler a lot. He's he he's got the perfect mental makeup to be able to do what he does, and you know, go out there each week and play with abandon and not worry. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, I don't know how these guys do it without any pressure. My man Joel Damon was plus one today. Well, he that that's where he belongs because that's where he always he is. says he's, that he's like you know he the seventieth best guy. Yeah, well, he's tied for seventy second place. There so you he's go, right where his right in his sweet spot. And everybody knows who Joel Damon is if you watch the third episode of that full swing on Netflix. Yes, you should watch it. Yeah, it's a good good, good episode. Uh, all right, tonight, North Carolina and Virginia playing in the ACC tournament. Yeah. Virginia, two-and-a-half-point favorites here. You were afraid of North Carolina, Chris? Still afraid. I'm going to take North Carolina. Yeah. I feel like they've found something in the last couple of games. Of course they have. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It is a given that North Carolina is not only going to win tonight, but probably win the whole ACC tournament. They are they're just guaranteed to be in the NCAAs. We and just right, have yes, but we just have breaking news about right. Patrick Ewing. Oh, did he just get he, he got fired? Going? Yeah, yeah. Men's basketball program lost thirty five of final thirty seven conference games. Yeah, so Patrick Ewing is out of Georgetown just only moments after we were talking about <laughs> I know. that. I feel like we had something to do with it now. They were listening, and they said, like, you know I wonder what? If, I, I know if they were on the fence and they just happened to tune into our show, might have pushed them over. All right, well, Patrick Ewing, better luck next yeah. time. Yeah, I um, hope he finds a spot somewhere else. He will. Uh, he's a longtime assistant coach in the uh, in the NBA. Oh, so he'll, huh? he'll continue coaching, but it may be a while before he gets his own program. So are you going with UNC? Anyway, I'm going with North Carolina, plus the two and a half points. I... I this is like to me is the bet. What is a five star QL bet? Uh, QL five yeah, star. Five star bet QL. This is ten star. This is, this a is ten, ten star. star. North Carolina is winning today because they're going to the NCAA tournament. They're they're not going to have the NCAA tournament without North Carolina. So North Carolina has to win in order to make sure they're in. This is the game. I this think, is the one that will decide it. I think Chris is trying to talk this into the universe, but I'm in. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm into it, too. Here's another good uh, game tonight. Villanova and Creighton. And Creighton are five-point favorites in the game. After what Creighton did to Georgetown, I'm going to go with Creighton. Well, Creighton humiliated Georgetown in the game you bet on earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. After what they did to Georgetown. Humili- but Villanova oh. humiliated them last night. So so both of them have both humiliated, them have humiliated Georgetown. Both of them contributed to the firing of Patrick Ewing. This is true. So I'm going to go with Creighton anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just, you know what? I'm sticking with these underdogs in these conference tournaments. Nova? Yeah, I'm going to take Nova. They got to play yesterday. Creighton had to sit out. That seems to be kind of a road to success in these conference tournaments. The teams that play the day before have a little bit of an advantage. Last one, Arizona, Stanford, Pac-12 conference tournament. Arizona, 10-point favorites in the game. Stanford is not good, as we've talked about a couple times on this show. And Arizona's great. I don't understand why Arizona doesn't just win every game by 25 points. You th- are you being... But they don't. Are you, are you're not being sarcastic. I'm not. Okay. I think they're one of the best teams in the entire nation. I could 
I could easily see me picking Arizona to cut down the nets when the brackets come out. That's how good they are. So you're going to go Arizona here? No, I'm taking Stanford because they oh. played yesterday and Arizona did not, and Arizona always seems to let 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 down. I, I can't. Stanford's really not great. So. All right, so I went Arizona. You went with Arizona. That's I'll it. Take Stanford here for the big. For, for Don't the listen big, to me. I went not the big five. The I went zero and three yesterday. So I'll see if I can turn it around today. <laughs> All right, there's our uh, daily gambit. We got to check some traffic. Take a quick time out there. Tony Gwynn Jr. should be rejoining us soon. Scott Miller definitely joins us at the bottom of this hour as Gwynn and Chris continues on a Thursday. Back here in the Odyssey Palace, ninety-seven-three, the fan. Matt Scraby, Chris Ello. Tony Gwynn Jr., somewhere between Goodyear and Peoria, we, as Chris would say, surmise. Can you track the Pope Mobile? You, you probably can. I'm going to download the app, the Pope Mobile tracker. The Tony Gwynn Jr. Yes. Pope Mobile to see where he's at. He should be joining the show shortly. I I wanted to just update somebody on or everybody on what goes on sometimes behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Each of the last two commercial breaks prior to this one, Scraby and I have discussed the fact that, you know what? In this segment, in this oh, next segment, let's give away a pair of tickets uh, to a Padre Spring training game. Yes. And let's qualify somebody for the grand prize trip to Peoria mm-hmm. that includes a $500 Southwest gift card to get you there and a $500 Visa gift card to find a place to stay once you're there. And both segments, we have said, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And both segments have come and gone. Yep. And we have forgotten to do it. Yep. So I'm going to just go out on a limb right now and say, stay tuned, because I think there's a good chance that in this segment... Do not put that pressure on us to remember, Chris. I'm putting pressure on us to remember to give away that Peoria Oof. prize All right. in the next five minutes. Oof. The next five minutes. But I can tell you that if you start dialing in now, Scraby will just hang up on everybody. I'm going to lock the phones. Going to lock the phones. He'll locking lock them right the now. Phones. So lock, lock the phones. So lock you out. So you'll have to wait until your trivia question comes up, and then you'll have your chance to go to Peoria. Yes. Uh, right. This hour on 97.3 The Fan is sponsored by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5HourEnergy.com. Remember college? 5-Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover 5-Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit 5HourEnergy.com. Now, Chris has an update on another crazy story yeah. in the sports you know, world. This is the this is the old, you know, the, the guns. You know, we talked about it yesterday with John Morant. You have the right to carry a gun. Yeah. All right? Some people think that's the way it should be. Some people don't think that's the way it should be. It's an ongoing and probably will be forever conversation that we have in this country. Yeah. But here's one thing that I don't I don't think it matters which side of that argument you're on that you can necessarily disagree with. Nothing good ever seems to come from carrying around guns. Some can argue that, yes. Some would argue that, (laughs) too. Some would argue that, yeah. Well, some can go ahead and argue that, but I will tell you that in my experience of reading these stories, the gun situation just never turns out good. Sean Kemp, former NBA All-Star. He was amazing in NBA Jam. Yes. Father of, what, a dozen I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, six-time All-Star Sean Kemp, no charges are immediately being filed against him, but he was arrested in Washington State, uh, drive-by shooting, prosecutors said. 
53-year-old Kemp was booked for investigation of felony drive-by shooting shortly before 6 p.m. local time yesterday in Tacoma. Kemp's attorney said in a statement that Kemp's car, listen to this now, I mean, this is scary to me. This could be happening on at any given moment. Kemp's car was broken into, and, and this is according to his attorney, his car was broken into and numerous items, including an iPhone, were stolen. Kemp then tracked his iPhone to an occupied car and was shot at when he approached the vehicle. Kemp then returned fire in self-defense. Luckily, nobody has been hurt, and no charges are being filed yet. A gun was recovered. That's kind of where it stands right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I think they're kind of fun to watch on television, but I don't personally <laughs> want to be in a shootout where gunfire is being exchanged. Yeah, me neither. No. No, definitely not. So anyway, uh, we'll follow this latest story involving, I hate, all right, I'm not going to say athletes and guns, because maybe this is unavoidable. I mean, Sean Kemp trying to get his phone back, somebody's shooting at him. Self-defense, understandable there's, to a certain extent. There, there is just so many different ways to get in trouble these days. And mm. I'm just going to stay where I'm at, which is do nothing. Just go straight home and lock myself in the house. <laughs> Watch TV. That's basically what I'm going to do. And send uh, Lucky the dog out to go play in some lake, <laughs> oh my blood goodness. filled river somewhere. Uh, that blood filled? He's not no, like No, I a... said mud filled. Oh, I thought you said blood filled. No, like I said he was a mud, vampire. No, a mud filled river. That dog is always getting dirty and finding. Can can the dog ever find some clean water, Scraby? No. They're always in dirty water, that no. dog. Yesterday, I came around the corner and I heard splashing. I'm like, how did he find a pool? Because he found a pool, and I went, and he was, the water was shoulder high on him. I'm like, what are you doing in there? And he's having the greatest time, and then he gets out, and he shakes it off, and he's gets a in fish. my face. He is a fish dog. He's a fish. He's, he's a he's fish. great, though. All right. Uh, all right. We promised Yes, it. Chris remembered. We promised it, so we're going to do it. Uh, but Scraby's not unlocking the phone lines yet. Not yet. So don't dial in until I say, go ahead and dial in. But right now, all of you have a chance to win tickets to a Padres spring training game at the Peoria Sports Complex. And as we said, you'll be qualified for that grand prize, the trip to Peoria. Go to PeoriaSportsComplex.com for tickets and information. Going to ask you a quick trivia question. Whoever answers correctly, first caller with the correct answer, 833-288-0973. Whoever has the correct answer first will win the prize package. Here is the question. Who currently leads the Padres in spring RBIs? Who currently leads the Padres in spring training RBIs? Was this mentioned earlier? It was mentioned earlier in the program. Because I feel like I have a name, and I don't know why I would have that name. It was mentioned in the program earlier. So if you were listening earlier, you would have the answer. If you weren't listening, you'll have to call in and guess at 833-288-0973. While you're doing that, we'll take a quick timeout. On the other side of that, we'll check some traffic. We'll get Scott Miller from the New York Times to talk some baseball as Gwyn and Chris rolls on for a Thursday. All right, welcome back to the program. 335 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studio. Should be joined soon by our partner, Tony Gwynn Jr., 
Working his way back to Peoria after calling the uh, ball game this afternoon, Padres over the Cleveland Guardians 6-4 to four was the final earlier today. San Diego State Aztecs men's basketball team survived 64-61. A thriller. Pretty tight game, I'll tell you that, Scraby. Had to sweat it out. But, it was. Uh, they were able to advance in the Mountain West Conference tournament earlier today. Uh, some others were not as lucky. Uh, Georgetown, of course, which lost uh, last uh, night in the Big East Conference tournament. Patrick Ewing was fired today just a little while ago. Texas Tech's head coach, Mark Adams, is let go. No, under, he wasn't let go. Well, he resigned. Yes, which under, is basically it, them telling him, telling him that we're going to either you, fire you or you're going to resign. Well, he was let go. He was let go for poor for poor decision making. Uh, the Cal basketball coach was let go today after a three win season. Mm. A lot of jobs open in college basketball. You interested, Chris? Right now? Yes, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> so why not go ahead and take over a Division One men's basketball program? Speaking of great Division One uh, men's basketball coach, let's hope that Bill Self is okay. The head coach at Kansas, uh, this quote in uh, from uh, Dr. Uh, Steve Stites saying that the KU men's basketball coach Bill Self is a patient at the University of Kansas health system. Uh, but uh, we want to clarify that Coach Self did not suffer a heart attack, as reported by some media. He did arrive at the emergency department last night. He underwent a standard procedure that went well. He is expected to make a full recovery. There will be no further medical details released for now. Uh, Self also made a brief statement today. He just said, I'm very grateful for the overwhelm- uh, overwhelming number of well wishes my family and I have received. I'm excited to get back with my team in the very near future. So I, I, I guess... Is that imperative to keep that all private? I was just thinking like, the same thing. Why not thing. just tell us what's the matter? You know, you. Oh, uh, I was thinking the other way. Oh, I'm really? like, why do we need to know anything at all? Oh, well, the only reason I'd like to know something at all is because I want to know how concerned I should be. I get that, and the school can tell you how concerned you should be, but well, nobody did. A I doctor mean, should not be doing a press conference on Bill Self. Well, I mean, when you look at what happened with uh, Demar Hamlin. They, they didn't do any press conferences I think that was for a different story. Days. I think that was a different story just because it was so it was a national wild. story. I know, but it was, it was five worldwide. days before anybody said anything. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know when people care. I mean, we're not in Kansas, but I got to tell you, the entire state of Kansas is, is concerned about their coach right now. They are. I mean, so KU are we. men's basketball, we're concerned out here in San Diego. So, yeah, I would I would just like a little more detail just so I know how concerned I should be. You know, I mean, I'm hope, hopeful that Coach Self will be back. He's you want to know his be... blood type, too? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Whatever I need to know. Did you um, uh, tell everybody who, what the answer was? Uh, the answer was Jose Azokar. He's got nine RBIs this spring, had two more today. And the winner was Ricardo. So congratulations to Ricardo. He gets the uh, Padres spring training game tickets and a chance to go to Peoria to see Padres baseball. All right, Scott Miller set to join us here shortly. Let's first check traffic. All right, Scott Miller uh, standing by. We'll get him shortly uh, here as a scraby efforts to get a hold of the fine New York Times uh, baseball writer. Uh, we can give you some updates on the World Baseball Classic. Or Last night, I guess Shohei Otani had another good game, Scraby. Yes, he did. Four innings he of work, on show. allowed one hit. Struck out five, also went two for four with a double, couple of RBIs. 
Japan beat China in that World Cla- World Baseball Classic game. The other one was the uh, Netherlands with home runs by Xander Bogarts. And former Padre Jerks and Profar getting another win yesterday in the World Baseball Classic. United States opens up World Baseball Classic play on Saturday. All right, here he is from the New York Times, my man in the know, baseball expert, March Madness expert, Scott Miller. May not be college basketball March Madness, Scott, but spring training is a madness of its own. How are you? I don't think you can hear me. Uh, oh, there doing he well? Good? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, doing good. I don't want to cause trouble. You said Tony hadn't made it back from the game yet. I, I was at the Padres game today. It ended like three hours ago, so I don't know what he's doing. Well, I, you <laughs> oh, know, well we get the reports in now yeah. that he's taking his sweet time. Yeah, I think he... Uh, I think he I, tri- I'm kidding. <laughs> I, was, uh, he'll be... I, was, I was not at the game today. Oh, okay. you were not at the game today, so <laughs> okay. you are creating, you're was... just creating trouble then. It's all about the trouble. Yeah. It's all about the trouble. I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, appreciate the work you do as always and uh, wanted to uh, put the spotlight on the article you wrote in the New York Times. I read over the weekend about Greg Maddox and Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox, now the new coach, uh, pitching coach, back with the Texas Rangers, helping uh, Bruce Bochy, and then bringing in his brother, the professor, Greg Maddox. That leads me to believe that, well, Texas has some pretty good pitchers to begin with, but there's nothing wrong with getting a little knowledge from Greg Maddox along the way. No, I mean, it's, that's so cool. He's there for about three weeks. He's, he's, probably, he's probably got another week or so left. But I'll, I'll tell you, the pitchers in camp love him, as you would expect. Uh, you know, I found it interesting. I mean, they're, they're, he's there for a number of reasons. It was kind of a full-court press. Mike Maddox, of course, when Texas hired him, Mike invited Greg. He said, you ought to come spring training and help us out with the pitchers as a guest coach. And and then, uh, Greg, that conversation was going on. And then early December, uh, Greg went to Cabo San Lucas. He was in a uh, in Mexico. He was in a, a celebrity golf tournament. And uh, Bruce Bochy was there. And Bochy had just been hired, of course, by the Rangers. And, uh, you know, Maddox and Bochy talked. And Bochy recruited and said, yeah, you know what Mike said is right. You ought to, you ought to come join us. And uh, and then Chris Young, the former Padre pitcher who now is president of baseball operations in Texas, uh, once word got up to him that Mike and Boach were recruiting Greg, uh, Chris then made some recruiting calls. And, <laughs> and Chris, when I talked to him, he said it was interesting because Chris pitched two years in the Padres rotation with Greg Maddox. And whatever the years were, it was Bud Black's first two years. Greg just missed Bochy in San Diego. It was like 07, 08 maybe that – and Chris said Greg is one of his all-time favorite teammates, and not only that, but he said he was one of his all-time best pitching coaches because he said he's he, – Greg Chris Young called him a pitching genius. And not and beyond that, he said that um, Greg, within his genius, is able to simplify things so much that other pitchers can learn – so Greg thought, oh, it'd be awesome if we. I mean, Chris Young thought it'd be awesome if we get Greg here, and so they did, and it's been a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun with that story, as you can imagine. Just yeah. you know, sitting down with the two of them early one morning for thirty minutes to talk pitching and have some laughs. I mean, that, that's one of those days uh, that you live for if you do what I do. Yeah, I mean, we saw Greg Maddox uh, several years ago out here uh, in San Diego at the Mountain West Conference baseball tournament because he was pitching coach at UNLV. Yep. When his son was pitching there, 
And uh, I remember his son coming out and pitching like a six-hit shutout against the Aztecs in the tournament and looking yep. just like his dad. And, you know, it's yep. uh, it, you know this is one of the reasons, Scott, why Bruce Bochy is going to be successful in my mind. He yeah, is, he comes so. in, he takes over, he's already got the knowledge and the, the know-how of three World Series championships, but he's going to be willing to let anybody and everybody help tutor his ball club. He's not a know-it-all guy, even if he does know it right. all. He doesn't act that way, and I think this is a great move by Texas. You know, get as many people in there to help you as you can. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, the, the mark of the best leaders are – not only do they have all those leadership skills, but they're confident enough that they surround themselves with really smart people. You know, yeah. that if, if insecure leaders rise up to that leadership position, but then they just want to surround themselves by a bunch of yes men or people that are going to listen to what they say and do what they tell them to do. Whereas, you know, the true great leaders of all time, and I would say Boach is one, it's exactly what you just said, Chris. He doesn't, he, he, he's secure in his own shoes. He's been there. He's done that. He knows so much, and he will just he, – he doesn't care. If you're – you know, if, if he's not intimidated by somebody as smart as Greg Maddox or whoever it might be. He's like, yeah, come on. You can help us. I want you here. And, by the way, one part didn't make the story uh, just for – we didn't have space, but you mentioned uh, watching UNLV when Greg's son pitched in the Mountain West tournament. Um, I don't – if you guys ever notice – Mike Maddox, when he goes to the mound to visit his pitchers in games, he always puts his hand on the pitcher's shoulder, like a fatherly put a hand on shoulder while he talks to him. So I asked Greg when he was pitching coach at UNLV, I said, hey, Mike does that all the time. You watch him go to the mound hand on shoulder. I said, did you, do, did you take that from Mike? And Greg just being so funny, he, he grinned. He looked at me, grinned, and it, it, it must be, he said, nah, he said, I don't do the warm and fuzzies. I don't want to embarrass the family. <laughs> yeah, Greg Maddox is a character for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller of the New York Times here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Chris and I talked about this earlier, and I talked about it earlier in the week, um, about Jerks and Profar. He's playing for the Kingdom of Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. He hit a home run uh, in his last game, and then he kind of did the call me sign as he was uh, rounding the bases, but uh, we were just kind of stunned that he doesn't have a team. Uh, we were kind of stunned that he's not back with the Padres. Uh, are there any, do you, do you have any thoughts about Jerks and Profar and maybe what is going on with him? Yeah, not much other than that, you know, he's, he's clearly his price tag has turned other teams away. You know, whatever the dollar figure is, his agent is asking for. I mean, we saw he's, there's no reason. I mean, he, he he's, He's a good player for what he is. I mean, you know, you can't sign him expecting him to be a number four hitter or expecting to hit a hundred, you know, thirty home runs. I mean, he, what how the Padres used him last year was perfect. He can help you. He's popular in the clubhouse. Uh, teammates like him, but I think he'll find a job. But that that's a that's kind of what you hit on the the underrated thing of the World Baseball Classic in years like this. Um, not only is it a competition and, and it's interesting and, you know, we all want to see how Shohei Otani's doing, by the way, you know, he starred again in Japan's opener the other night, but it also can serve for these unsigned free agents like Profar. It serves as a showcase and good for him for hitting the homer the other day. And, 
you know, I don't know. I mean, for example, he'd be a great fit with the Dodgers, obviously with Gavin Lux have, being out for the season with a knee injury. And now they're going to end up playing probably Miguel Rojas at shortstop. And, you know, they're going to bring Chris Taylor into play. You know, Profar would fit as a guy who could play short, could play outfield. Um, and maybe he'll end up there. That that ends, seems to be a good landing spot for him. But, um, you know, the Dodgers right now, they're trying to make sure they don't get over that next luxury tax threshold. They're trying to reset their payroll and the luxury tax and go after Otani next year. So I don't know if that's going to be a, a mesh or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll find a home, I think. And, you know, there's still a few weeks in spring training. Maybe somebody gets hurt uh, in, in you know, so then that team reaches out to Profar, but you know it'll be interesting. I'll tell you what: if he has a, if he continues the way he started in this World Baseball Classic, he'll find, uh, you know, they'll he'll be signed by the end of spring training. Scott Miller is with us, uh, baseball writer, New York Times. Did I read correctly that uh, Tony Gonsolin came up with some sort of injury that Dave Roberts is very concerned about? And if yeah. so, uh, you know, where does this leave the Dodgers? I mean. You know, I mean, obviously the Gavin Lux thing, I they might be able to cover that up, like you said, with Rojas or Taylor, whoever they bring in. But they need Gonsolin, right? I mean, uh, how much how yeah. much can the Dodgers? They don't have the same depth that they've had in the past, right? And they could be out without this guy. Go sixteen and one last year, could be without him for a little while into the season, if not longer. Scott. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, pitching is still wins games. You can't fake. It's like the Padres last year. One reason they. One is because of the work that Darvish and Musgrove did and, and the bullpen. And, I mean, you can have the greatest lineup in the game. If you if you don't pitch or you don't have depth, you're not going to win. It's that simple. And the Dodgers right now are scuffling. There's no doubt about it in terms of that. You know, Walker Buehler, as we know, done for the year. He well, – I should say for the year. He was, he was done last year. He had the Tommy John surgery last June with – with luck, if everything goes right, the Dodgers are – they're not talking about much, but quietly they're hopeful maybe they can get something out of Bueller like in September. And, and I don't know if that would be a starting role. Maybe it would be some innings out of the bullpen. But they're thinking maybe he could be a late-season addition. But, you know, without Bueller in the rotation and – um uh, you know, if Gonsolin is down for any amount of time, Dustin May just came back last year for the, from Tommy John surgery. And, you know, he had a rocky return. He wasn't as dominant as people thought he would be. Um, Clayton Kershaw, as we know, is older. And usually the past several years, you know, he's always battling that back. And he's probably going to, you know, hopefully he makes it through the year just because of who he is. Um you know, one of the all-time greats. People like to watch Clayton Kershaw pitch, but he may be, um, you know, probably you can count on him being on the injured list at least once this year with a back or with something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gonsolin, the Dodgers are holding their breath right now. Well, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I reached out to you was that you wrote about Ty France and about everything that he went through with yeah. Tony Gwynn senior and how he was his coach at San Diego state and how Ty France learned to hit through Tony Gwynn senior and the different hitting to all parts of the field. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, Ty, Ty, you know, Julio Rodriguez in Seattle got all the love last year, rightfully so. I mean, this kid's one of the great young players in the game. Um, you know, the, Eugene, Eugenio Suarez, uh, who they got from the uh, Reds, 
um, slugger, good hitter. They traded for Teoscar Hernandez from Toronto over the winter. Seattle's going to contend. Um, but, yeah, Ty France made the all-star team last year, and it's a fascinating story because he was drafted thirty-four in the 34th round. And, of course, a couple years ago after COVID, baseball's capped the draft now at 20 um, at twenty rounds. So a guy like Ty France doesn't even get drafted today, let alone this kid hit every level he was at in the minor leagues. And then he got called up by the Padres, traded to Seattle in 2020, and he's hit every year since. Uh, and really impressive in that he's such a complete hitter. And that, when I sat down with him, that's one thing I wanted to ask him about. I knew he, you know, obviously is a is a good native, good uh, son of San Diego as I am right now. I knew the history that he played for Tony Gwynn. But, you know, I was curious, you know, how much impact did that coaching back then have, you know, eight, ten years later, um, especially because Ty France is such a complete hitter. And, yeah, he said quite a bit. You know, he said he was a, always a good hitter, even as a kid. And when he went to San Diego State, he said, you know, I knew Tony Gwynn, and I figured he could help me. But he said, is your kid coming into San Diego State, you kind of expect a guy like a legend like Tony Gwynn to hand you a, the, uh, the all-knowing book, you know, and say, <laughs> do this. And all of a sudden, you're a great hitter again, like him. And he said it doesn't happen that way. But it's kind of like back to the Greg Maddox talk discussion we just had. Tony Gwynn was like the hitter version of Greg Maddox in that you he, he Ty France said he made he makes things so simple. Um, you know he doesn't complicate things. He breaks things down to their simplest equation. And Ty France said, yeah, he said some of the lessons I learned then, it I didn't even assimilate them all for a few years. He said, but as I grew and developed, I kept thinking back. And I, he still uses drills Gwynn that Tony taught him back at San Diego State, as we know, you guys know, Tony Gwynn was really big on tee work, batting tee work, and your you know your footwork and hitting off the tee, using that to help you hit to the other field. You know, keeping your weight on your back leg as you swing through the ball uh, and move forward. And he said, I still do those drills today. And he said, when I'm not hitting well, he said, he said, still, I'll, I'll sometimes. At night before I go to sleep, I'll dial up some Tony Gwynn uh, video on YouTube, and I'll watch <laughs> it, and I'll watch his swing, and it, re- it drills back into me uh, some of the lessons. So I thought that was so cool because, you know, we all miss Tony Gwynn tremendously in San Diego, and it's such a tragedy, as we know, that his life was cut short, and we all loved him. And that's, to me, one of the cool and great things about baseball. It's a generational game. We hear so much about you know, fathers passing down the game to sons, and then the sons become the fathers and pass the game on down to the next generation. And it's not just for fans, but it's within the game too. And, you know, Tony Gwynn's legacy, Tony Gwynn is still alive in this game through people like Ty France. Great story, Scott, absolutely. And uh, we obviously think about him every day on this program and all throughout town. Uh, Scott Miller, great stuff as always. Uh, Next time we get you, hopefully by then, Fernando Tatis Jr. will have a hit in spring training, and we can talk about that. But uh, in the meantime, (laughs) we'll we'll let you roll, and uh, we'll catch up to you soon, Scott. Thanks for everything. We're going to see you in a couple of weeks, I hope, because we're heading down that way. Uh, Yeah, we will, and I'll just leave you with this. It's only spring training, and you know what? If Fernando Tatis Jr. saves all of his hits for the regular season, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> there we go. Good way of looking yes. at it. That's why we bring in the uh, professionals to discuss yes. these matters. All right. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> we'll catch up to you See soon. You Scott Miller joining us there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline.
Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Oh, that's right. So Fernando's not 0 for 16. He's just saving up all his hits for the regular season. I like it. That's what I'm going with. Feeling better? Dial in 833-288-0973 because Chris versus the fans is next.